Hello, everyone. I wanted to welcome you to the newest episode of Walnut Grovecast. Since we're all stuck at home anyway, I wanted to remind you that there will be two episodes every week until we're no longer all stuck together um, virtually anyway. And I'll be adding more and more live type of situations and really cool type of things. Also, I'm working on a giveaway for Patreon supporters. So if you want to get in on that, head over to patreon.com slash walnutgrovecast. Other than that, just check us out on Facebook. You know, just give us a search and say hi every once in a while. Post your favorite episode, a silly picture. We appreciate it. And we look forward to a quick end of this. But at the same time, it does give me an opportunity to catch up with a lot of backlog. So enjoy the episode. Grovecast. My name is Mark. Turn that off. Um, I am on today with Leah Mitchell. How are you, Leah? Hi, Mark. How are everybody? Um, and we are reviewing a strange episode. <laughs> An episode that was not meant to be for the people who ended up portraying the people in the episode. It was meant for a different family. Um. This is an episode. Do you do you recall this episode fondly? Like, do you do you remember this one kind of in the rotation? Uh, so rewatching this one, the only thing I absolutely remember about it is the last scene where there's laughing and laughing for like two or three minutes. That's literally the only thing I remember about watching this movie um, <laughs> as a kid. I remember, and I'm. Uh, this is much later in the episode. I'm just going to play the clip real quick. Right. I, I just remember this guy, <clears throat> and it was kind of an ongoing inside joke with friends of mine because as we got older and we all realized that, you know, we liked Little House, we all had, like, kind of inside jokes. So the crazy harmonica guy. <laughs> this guy he's just yeah. his foot up on the um the support beam and um and what is is that in front of i don't know if he's in front of the mercantile or if he's in front of something else i need to kind of figure that out i don't, think I don't know oh i found him okay i'm, I'm looking oh, i could have given you the time i'm sorry no you're good i just found it <laughs> So, yeah, I think he, uh, yeah, it's right before they go and get divorced. Yeah, so they are, yeah, he's, a, oh, there, my God, there he is. Is it the mercantile? Yeah, it's the mercantile, yeah. No, I don't care if they're closed, um, which I'm not really sure if they would be closed on a Saturday. Um, but Harriet would be shooing him away with a broom. 
Oh yeah, for go, sure. Go, go, go. So I just yeah. think that's kind of it's, <laughs> it's like it's just a weird <laughs> just awesome. a weird guy. So, they did some fill in. They needed a little filler there. So. Well, I think that they kind of were going one way with this episode and it ended up going a different way. So right. just throw this guy in. It's like somebody's uncle. Um awesome. so, do you want to talk about the episode that we are reviewing today? Absolutely. So tonight we are reviewing High Cost of Being Right. Um, which I think you said uh, season four, episode nine. Yeah. And it aired on November 14th, 1977, uh, six days before my sister was born. So I thought that was kind of cool. That was oh, cool. Yeah. So November 20th. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Happy birthday. Right? <laughs> Not really, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this episode was directed by Michael Landon. Oh, you did real research. I actually did a little bit of research on this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like like you said earlier, this uh, episode was actually originally written for different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written for the Edwards family. And I see that as being a little bit more dramatic. I don't know why, but I do. I think it would have been. He would have taken a, a whole different uh, spin on the, the character being this way. I think he would have been more angry and aggressive than... Um, Mr. Pouty Pants would have been. <laughs> so do you think Jonathan represents a direct replacement for Edwards? No. But I'm not seems, a fan of yeah. his character anyway, so really? I might be a little biased by that. No, he's always a whiny crybaby character, I think. <laughs> well, he's Father yeah. Murphy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and Father Murphy is like the budget little house. I don't know if anybody's okay. ever watched it. Did you? I've never watched it. I've only recently heard about it. <laughs> Maybe we should review Except Father Murphy. <laughs> yeah, watch it like live. Watch it, yeah, and dissect it as we're watching it. Because yeah, I've never seen it. I like the Gentle Giant character. I, I think oh, that okay. he. Um, I also like the the fact that Merlin Olsen tends to get really hostile sometimes. Like there's this really dark side of okay. him that we see very often. Yes. So I do like him, but I understand what you're saying. He He's a little bit um, of a sensitive guy. Maybe that, yeah. yeah. That <laughs> he's a little too sensitive. So um, it looks like we're having a pretty good harvest this year. Yay. For once. Here's like the beginning of the episodes we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's usually what, it's. if it's happening at the end, you know, all right, it was just a tragic episode. But if it's in the beginning, yeah, there's know. hope. There's, <laughs> there's hope. There's hope. <laughs> All right, so here, here's Jonathan praying to the gods. Um, very pagan. <laughs> yeah, the, the harvest gods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really know how to put this into words. You've blessed me in a lot of ways, but I, I ain't never found it easy to tell you what's in my heart. Do you think God would correct him? See, it's are not. You know, it's ain't is not an English word. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be forgiven. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the whole Christian thing, right? Um, you just, um, I think as long as you acknowledge your sin. I don't right. know. I don't know enough about Christianity. Maybe the best I can do is uh, thank you for my Alice and my Andrew and for the best crop I ever brought in. I don't know if you 
really know how much a crop means to me, Lord, you not being a farmer and all, but... Jonathan. Uh, sorry. Uh, summer's getting cold, Lord. Uh, I really do mean it. And that was where he made his first mistake. He, he insulted God. <laughs> <laughs> the barn shall catch on fire now. And can we say maybe there's even a little gluttony here because there are like eight ears of corn or eight um, corn cobs. There's, a, there's three people. Hey, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Um, there, you know, in the table, this is another thing. I didn't notice it while it was happening, but I just want you to realize that their plates are really, really full of food. Um, they have a nice Dutch oven. So I'll imagine there's a nice stew in there. Um, maybe a dinty more can or two. Perhaps. Yes. <laughs> But later on, we don't, and they're drinking milk, or at least um, Andy's drinking milk, and later on, we're not drinking milk. And I'm thinking, well, what happened to the cows? <laughs> like, you still have cows, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's so many little things. All right. Amen. Land's sakes, you think you'd never had a crop before. Well, I ain't never had one like this before. I can't wait to get that crop to market. Can I go with you, Pa? I don't see why not, son. And as soon as we get back... We're going to start clearing that upper field. And next year, we're going to double our crop. Jonathan, where are you going to put it? The cribs in the barn are full. Well, if we just make enough money off this crop that we'll build us a new barn. We're expanding, Mrs. Garvey, expanding. Well, then you'll need your nourishment. Eat your supper while it's hot. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I always like seeing it when they're, you know, having such a good time. I really do. And... I just wish we could have one episode, right, where everything's just fine. <laughs> I know. I was thinking of that last night, too. It's like, what? Because the dramatic music's playing and everything, so you know, you know, shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. It's, it's like, crazy. Man, I would love to see just an hour-long episode of everybody happy. Just one hour. It'd be amazing. We'd be so stressed out, though. Because you'd be constantly waiting for something you'd bad. You'd be now. waiting. You're like, <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it really would have been very funny for Michael Landon to create one episode where so many terrible things almost happen. <laughs> Just around the corner. <laughs> like, there's a tornado coming. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we missed it. All right. Um, the fire, you know, like a, a cinder goes and starts a little fire and you see the horse just kind of stomp on it. <laughs> little thing. <laughs> right. It would just, you know, like they, um, Carrie falls down, um, a shaft, but realizes that there's, you know, a little piece of wood there's there. There's a ladder. Yeah, she was yeah. able to climb out. It's, right. And then they fill it in or something. Oh, that would have been great to have a spoof episode about. Yeah, that would have been. It really great. would have been, like, really funny. Like, even even right down to something tragic happening. Like, when there, I forget, um, oh, what's his name? When um, Jason, whatever his name is. So, Jason Bateman. But yeah. yeah, Jason okay. Bateman. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jason Bateman, you know, when his parents died in that, you know, when they're going the, down that hill. Yeah. Wagon accident. For them yes. to just kind of go, oh, we're fine. <laughs> Nothing broke. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah. The horse <laughs> is a limp, but we're okay. <laughs> all good. Thanks a lot, Charles. <laughs> it would have been would have been great, but no, that's not yeah, going to happen. No, it's not going to happen because that's just not Little Hoss in the Prairie. We've got to have drama. We've got to have destruction, tragedy. And- oh my lord! So here's the tragedy music. This is the where you, the shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> we know this. 
and it's going to happen so easily. Now, why is there a fire going? Is this to keep the horses warm? No, I think the fire actually blew out of their house. Is it a chimney that we're looking at, like a stack? Yeah, that's the top. Yeah, that's the stack of the chimney that we're looking at right now. Yeah, be, uh, yeah, because the the um the scene right before that it pans to the fire in the house, the fireplace. Hmm. It just so, yeah. it seems so strange, but I'll play the music. That's when you want to watch out when this is going yeah. on. But they do, they show a close up, and I'm thinking that looks like a well or something. It's not lit at all. You just see some cinders coming up. I just don't believe there would be that much, that many hot cinders coming out of. You would like, think so. You would think Walnut Grove would be on fire a lot. <laughs> And it's not like this hay is, like, super, super dry, right? It's, I don't know. So a fire starts, and and it's tragedy. It's terrible. They even have horses. Did you see the horses that were genuinely right next to the fire? Yeah. Yeah, no stunt double horses or anything. That was the real deal. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, that's, that would never float today, I guess. Mm-mm. No. Um, but you know, the Garveys will learn that fire and Garveys don't mix. Um, yeah, this is, this is a trend, you know, like this is like that movie where people are trying to avoid being killed and, um, just fate is following them. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. So they lose the whole house. They lose the whole barn. Um, thankfully they're, you know, What's his name? Um, I'm all like, scattered today. Um, I am fighting a cold, and I am on medication. So I am. Oh, this might be fun. <laughs> well, not real medication. It's like over the counter. Oh, yeah, it's right. not. Um, so Andy wants popcorn, and you know, all right, great. You know, we can have you know popcorn. It's weird to have a kid asking for popcorn, but we. And you know what's funny is in your notes you have a bowl of popcorn. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh my gosh! That is so, yeah, last night because I was so tired. I was so tired. It's like, oh my god, I still have to watch this. Show. But you took a photo of like your notes, and it's like yeah. <laughs> bowl of popcorn. <laughs> it was like, I did. I thought, I thought that connection was funny because I needed something to stay awake. So it's like oh, I'll just pop up some popcorn. <laughs> it was. I didn't notice it until a few minutes before we spoke, and I'm like, oh, oh that's awesome. <laughs> That'll, that's going to be the cover for this show episode, so, <laughs> the popcorn episode. But he goes outside, and there's a huge fire going, and he's freaking out. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll play his reaction to that because it's kind of interesting. Whoops. I'll just play him having an interest in popcorn and reaction. You want some more stew? No. When I said I was expanding, I didn't mean around the middle. Hey, Pop, can we have some popcorn tonight? Well, sure. Uh, fetch in some more wood. I'll trade you. I'll pop the corn. You do the dishes. Yes, ma'am. And there's a, you know, there's a fire the size of Mankato out there. Right. 
You didn't hear those flames? <laughs> the horses are like, <laughs> oh, it's, I'm laughing. It's terrible. But I mean, it's just crazy. So in there is all corn, right? Oh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> just saying. They would think they'd be popping. Well, I, I think of the movie Real Genius, where I don't know if you ever saw Real Genius. Uh, no, it's on my list. But oh, no, I, really? With Val Kilmer? I know. Seriously. There's a house full of popcorn. So that's for people out there who might have seen it. But that um, it's a little bit slight spoiler. So I'm not going to go any further. All right. Okay. So, but see it. It's with Val Kilmer and some other people that you'll never see in any other movies again. And it's pretty good. So, yeah. So this is all, you know, it's going up. It's... um. There, there are a number of things that I kind of have questions about. I don't know if you know how, uh, if you have the answers to them, but like, how was popcorn made? Like, do you just take a kernel of, you can't just throw fresh corn and, and make popcorn, right? Isn't it? No, I, no, I think it's a certain kind of kernel. Oh, really? So it's not made from regular popcorn. Like corn? Yeah. I think it's a certain kind of corn. Huh. I don't think it's uh, that I know of. I'm not even sure. That's kind of interesting. Because yeah, we have Indian corn that we buy every once in a blue moon. And we were like, where did all these moths come from? So we stopped buying Indian corn. Um, but Indian corn is like, it's even harder, it seems, than even popcorn. So I don't know if there's a process. Maybe is it dehydrated? I, I need to look it up. I'll, I'll see how it's made. But so I thought that that was kind of interesting because he's going... He wants to make popcorn because their harvest is so bountiful. Thankfully, he went out there, but, um, and thankfully it wasn't too close to the house where the house was burned down. Right. But they lost the entire barn, the entire harvest, and it's just really, really sad. Um, The only thing that would make this a little bit crazier is if Charles just happened to be riding by and saw it was happening. Right. He might have saved the day, if so. Yeah, you have, like, um, a flask of water. (laughs) The next day, um, Jonathan is just going to go into town, and we see Charles Ingalls loading up his wagon. Everybody's done very, very well this um, crop, you know, this um, harvest, (laughs) a harvest of friends. So here we go. We have him talking about the whole thing. Hey, Jonathan. Look at me, I'm buying out the mercantile. That bumper crop of corn really has paid off. I just got back from Lambert, sold another load there. I'll take another shipment into Mankato on Friday. That price is really holding up. When are you going to ship yours out? I ain't got nothing to ship. What? The barn burned last night. Dear God, how did it happen? I'm sorry. I've been I've been talking to Hanson. I was I was hoping there might be some work, but he ain't getting started for another three four months. If there's anything I can do, no, thank you, Charles. I got some work piling up. I'll... Yeah, you know, Victor French would have been able to do this a little bit more, I don't know, um, more of a damaged man, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Uh, it just seems like he's sad about it, but he's not. He's like, more of a yeah. He's more of like a sad sack more than yeah. Yeah, instead of like completely distraught the way like probably I would be. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, gonna yeah, kill he has myself. More money now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just kind of kicks the dirt. Yeah, my crop's gone. Yeah, exactly. Woe is me. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he's boasting and everything. One thing that I think that is interesting um, is Jonathan is doing something that maybe maybe as parents we're all guilty of, but talking about finances in front of children is very um, it, it's hard not to do, but I think it's just something that really should be avoided, really. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though we might think it's the end of the world, it's really not the end of the world. And for that, for kids, they don't really understand that. So they're just kind of talking about all of this devastation that's happened. But at the same time, the kid maybe has a right to know, like, what's going on. But, yeah, why, why we have no more food on the table. Well, I mean, we, we were eating dinner last night. <laughs> I know. It was great last night. That's your last one, kid. Right. It's kind of like, well, you know. Now, now we're eating, you know, cucumbers. So I don't really understand. <laughs> we went very quickly, like in. I guess everything was stored in the, in the barn, right? Right. I guess I don't, I don't really. I I don't know where they would just normally store food. They should have a um. A cellar. Well, maybe they, yeah, maybe they weren't fancy enough to have the the soddy like. The yeah. Ingles has the Saudi and they have all those vegetables and potatoes in there. Or Ellen's mom. Yeah. Or oh, she kept yeah. Laura. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they should have bought that place. She had a good size. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's a struggle to not talk about, you know, such serious things in front of kids. But, um, and Jonathan is far too proud to accept charity. Um, Charles is feeling guilty in a kind of a weird way because Charles thinks. His, his perception is that it seems as though he was boasting. Well, he was, but he didn't know. Yeah, he was boasting, thinking that you're going to be boasting, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone's having a good crop this season. It's been a great year. There's yeah. no grasshoppers, no hailstorms. It's mm-hmm. been great. And there's... Charles. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't sleep. I thought I'd eat up some milk. You're not still thinking about Jonathan, are you? I can't help it. Bragging to him like that about how well I'm doing when he's lost everything. You didn't know. I know how he feels. Plowing, planting, praying for the right weather. Maybe you should go see him tomorrow. I will. These two, they're always too friendly. Yes. Um, so Charles goes to offer maybe a little bit of help to Jonathan and see how that goes. Hey, look, I, uh, I told you I was going to take that other load of corn into Mankato on Friday. You could use the work and I could use the help. Just help, that's all. Charles, I appreciate your friendship. And I appreciate your concern, but I ain't no fool. It only takes one man to drive a wagon. 
Got me some errands to run in town. See. You. So he's still so he's like shot. He's so defeated. It's mm-hmm. very very sad. Um, yeah, and I'm still trying to get a straight answer on popcorn. Oh, are like, you? Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, and I, I can't really figure it out. I don't know. I don't know, but how excited was that guy who discovered popcorn? What's like, that sound? That's got to be so awesome. He pop, has pop, this what? kernel, and all of a sudden it turns into this little puffy cloud. Right. It's so tasty. <laughs> it's like the first guy who decided to cook a lobster or something. <laughs> right. And he's eating all the wrong parts, you know. Um, <laughs> This is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And then a hundred years later, somebody tried it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I always wonder about that kind of stuff. The person who had the nerve to have the first raw oyster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Food is a weird thing, but yeah, you're right. Like popcorn. Like, can you imagine that happening? Like it just exploding. Yeah. Kind of hilarious. <laughs> um. So Let's see. The um, Alice has a little bit of good news, which I think is really great news. Um, Alice is a pretty independent mother in this town. You know, she, yeah. you know, versus yeah. like the other parents, she has one child. She's has a little bit more ha- you know, freedom, I think, than other moms. Well, there's only like Ma, really, right? There's only Caroline. Who else is really in the town? Just Harriet, but yeah. yes. And Harriet just... works. I don't understand why it's okay for Harriet to work. Is it because yeah. it's their own business? Well, she, yeah, well, she's the owner. Yeah, I guess. So Alice comes along with um, really good news. Jonathan, I was just at the post office. You expect no letter? No, I was just coming to tell you my good news. You know, Mrs. Whipple at the post office? Well, she's just filling in until they can get somebody permanent. Really? Because she's been there for a while. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a strange thing. So is this the way they got rid of Mrs. Whipple? I have to look into it. Does Mrs. Whipple return after um, the blind school fire? Yeah, that I'm not sure. You know, I don't know either. I have to look at this timeline. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. I never even made the connection. <laughs> Me either. Hey, look. I somebody... got, I got my job back. Hey. You know, when Steve Jobs passed away, you know, Apple had to go on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The post office has to, you know, hand out those sad letters. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you that I can have the job. <clears throat> Jonathan? Figure not starting to support me now, huh? <sighs> not you, us. Just to help out. Jonathan, we're a family. We we should think of ourselves as one. You ain't taking no job. It's just temporary. Said you ain't taking no job, and that's final. Land sinks. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, it was, you know, completely normal for women to be forced to not be able to work or something. But, you know, Walnut Grove is a pretty progressive community, at least in the show. It's so strange that I would say, like, that you're not taking no job. It's not like she's, you know, hauling water or something. 
Exactly. Um, yeah, he has just so much selfish pride. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's not the town. It's just him. He's. I said it so many times watching this show. It's like, oh, quit being an ass. Right. Right. <laughs> like yeah. constantly, buddy. Yeah, and it's just another thing. How hard is it to get that job? You think? <laughs> you have to, like, somebody has to die to get that job. Yeah. Or or be fired from the show. So, <laughs> yeah, either or. <laughs> it's kind of true, though. I mean, it's just kind of sad. And it also makes me wonder if in the blind school, I have to look into this, if it was really Alice who was supposed to be the person in the blind school. I don't know. Maybe they handed a lot of things that were meant for Victor French over to. Um, over to this family. He yeah, might be right. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if it, there would have been a different outcome had Victor French not left and kind of severed his friendship temporarily with Michael Landon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we know that um, the John boy would not have been killed off. Rodimus would not have been. That's right. That, eliminated. I love that part of the intro. Yeah, when we learned about that during your interview with him. You know, I'm going to have Rodimus back on, but okay. he wants to come on and be very um, open with the way he feels about the show. So oh, buckle, uh, up, buckle up. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything can't be butterflies and daisies. There's got to be a little bit of a dark side, a little house. He flat out said, he's like, look, I can do, I can review a show with you and it could be just fun. It's like, or I can just tell you my real feelings. I'm like, well, of course I'd want him to tell me my, his real feelings. Exactly. Yeah. Hollywood dirt. Yes, please. Heck yeah. Some TMZ action going on over here. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, that's something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah. So over at the Garvey farm, we, um, in the beautifully furnished Garvey farm, they have walls, pictures, they even have lanterns on the walls. Yeah, <laughs> they have a leather chair. Bedrooms. Yeah. They have doors on their bedrooms. Ooh, really? I didn't notice that. I think they do. Yeah. They have curtains and shades. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> now I can see why he's stressing out a little bit about financials. Yeah. I and understand let me, now. Let me count the lanterns. There's one, two, there's too many to count. <laughs> There are far too many to count. So, yeah, I could see that. Um, and maybe you have friends like this who, like, how do you afford all this stuff? <laughs> it, it's um, very often people just kind of overextend themselves. And I bet you the Garveys overextend themselves. I think ah. they Yeah. <laughs> They're the people with the 85-inch TV. <laughs> um, not that there's anything wrong with that. So here we go. We have the um, we have Caroline and Laura dropping in. Carol and Laura, come on in. I hope you're not busy. No, not at all. Well, I hate to say it, but you know, men will never learn to shop. Charles went to the mercantile yesterday, and he bought so much stuff, it's just all going to spoil, and I'll never be able to use it. Carolyn, close friends should never try to lie to one another. I can use. Thank you. Here's some tea. I'll put the water on. Do an arithmetic? Yep. Need some help? Laura's helping? I mean, I know she becomes a teacher, but I always thought she struggled. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Where's John? He's not back from town yet. I don't know what's keeping him. Now, at first I thought he won, like, Lotto or something. I thought his um, his horse came in or something. But, yeah, um, that yeah, this is a weird scene. It's like, where did all this money come from? And he's just so happy. He's turned around and and he bought a bunch of crap. 
So here, stupid <laughs> stuff like that ugly hat. Oh my god, that hat! I'd throw it across the room. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> this hat. This is the wrong color. Hey, give me a little help with this door. Jonathan, take them nails. Excuse me, youngins. Yeah, we need sixty pounds of nails. <laughs> yeah, what is he building? Oh, his new farm. Oh yeah, or his. Oh yeah, shed. yeah, yeah. That's right. But he should have bought a lumber or something. You know, not... Yeah. That's for you. Candy! I know, you share it with Laura. For you. It's a rasher of bacon. (laughs) (laughs) It would be nice, though. You know, they do spend their money kind of wildly. Remember they had the phone that got them into trouble? The big one, yep. When they spend money, they get in trouble. Yeah. All right, unwrap it already. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. You said you'd been needing one. <sighs> but how did you get the money? I sold team. Oh, I don't know how much horses went for, but it had to be quite a bit of money, right? I mean, $20? And I don't really know. Yeah, you would think. Uh, Probably more. I mean, it. it's the backbone of your farm. Uh, maybe maybe a lot more. Mm-hmm. Depending on who needed the team, though, he might have sold it pretty cheap. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, I mean, who has that kind of money just sitting around? Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of people do because everyone's, you know, did so well with the harvest. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's worth half of what I got just to see the look on Mrs. Olson's face when I, I paid the entire bill and, and I bought all this besides. Sold the tea? How could you? How could you do such a foolish thing? Those horses represent the only sure way of getting back on your feet again. Jonathan, what's in your mind? Providing. Providing for the needs of my family. Whatever else is in my mind. But I told you I can work. I. And this should not be happening in front of the children. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Their faces. It's, like, so awkward. And Laura's just, like, staring at him like, whoa. Adults are fighting right in front of me. Right. Like, it's almost like she should be holding a thing of popcorn watching. Exactly. (laughs) But she She is the candy. She's eating candy pretty slow, yeah. (laughs) It's like the tension is is amazing. I ain't taking charity from my wife. Fool, it's not charity. Don't call me that. I worked as hard as I can, and maybe I failed, but I ain't going to be called names for that, and I ain't going to be looked down on anymore. I'm through, Alice. Through. Oh, boy. He sounds like a kid, like a child who's like, I'm not going to take it from the bullies anymore. Yeah, yeah. He just has these temper tantrums that are ridiculous. Yeah. He means, well, gentle giant. I don't know. He wasn't thinking this time, though. He no, no, deserved no. that lashing from Alice. He That was a stupid thing he did. Um, things, of course, go very quickly further south for all of this. This is just, um, you know, immediately we're, all, we're talking about divorce, right? I mean, it's... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's walking away from his family. That's why I don't understand. He he desperately wants to provide for his family, and one bad crop comes around and he abandons right. them. Alice, his four dollars. I'll see you later. You know, it's yeah. Um, 
It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And a hat, really? Come on. Nobody wants that hat. Maybe a bottle of lemon verbena. That'd be nice. That would have been wonderful, yes. (laughs) So, um, Charles is in this um, kind of great mood. It's weird. Charles is, he can't help but be in a good mood because he's in. He's high on life right now. He can't help it. I I, I don't blame him. By the way, this would be Jonathan's first divorce, but Alice's second. (gasps) Oh, you're right. What? I mean, she's doing it right. She's doing it right. (laughs) I got the last corn on stack. Think it'll all fit in the wagon? Just barely, man. Put a few ears in my pocket. (laughs) No, he delivers the corn um, without the husk. What's the deal with that? (laughs) I don't know. Have you ever seen that? No, no, because when I'm at the grocery store, I'll have to unhusk it before I even take it home. No, uh, you wait, wait, you unhusk it before you take it home? Sometimes I do. Yes, yeah, they'll have like a big old trash can right there, and you can unhusk it before you take it home. <laughs> See, I roasted in the husk. Um, oh, yeah, I never do that. Well, you know, I do all of like barbecue type stuff. So this is, oh, yeah, this totally. is my little thing. This is my. Ah. So um, I put it in a, a bit of a brine. Before I put it on the barbecue, where it's um, not not a real salty brine, like a little salt, not like major, but I'll soak the whole thing in the husk. But I'll pull out the silken, I think it's called. So you'll peel out, you'll peel it back, take the silk out, and then yeah, and then I'll okay. put the I'll leave the outer thing on, and then I'll throw it on a grill, and it just basically it steams and cooks. And I think it could, it does really well, and it doesn't burn because the outer leaves are protecting it from burning. Right. Um, and I think this this is a way to make it quicker and tastier. That's I'm going to have to try that. That does sound good. That's my cooking tip of the day. And when oh, it's nice. also a little bit more um, crazy looking because when you just put it on the table, it's still in the husk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? And then you can put butter on it or whatever you put on it. Oh, yeah. Dip, or it margarine. dip it in Crisco, whatever people do. <laughs> I hate, I, I'm not a big fan of corn. I like cooking it, but um, I, I like things that fully digest. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I try. <laughs> but yeah, Charles is in this great mood. All right. You feed those horses yet? Oh, I'll do it now. And Laura goes out, and there's a huge fire. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not another one. <laughs> I'm broke, too. Then they walk 100 miles for work. Yes. And they get a job <laughs> and, and, at a blasting place, at a quarry. Yeah, they, they meet, meet that little Irish guy. Yeah, and he blows himself up. But don't worry, yes. because the like $60 that he you know earned goes right to the kid. Jeez. That's a sad episode. That's one of the most memorable episodes. Yeah. Not my fan fiction. The, you know, the real one. Pa? Yeah? Is Mr. Garvey really going to Mankato with you Friday? Yeah, I'm afraid he is. You're good? Well, that's what he says. He's just moving to Mankato just like that. It's kind of shocking, I think. Because we didn't yeah. really see them. They had um, they had a quarrel, but it's not like they had like a full out fight or anything. Right. And I don't remember him even telling 
them that he was he was going to move to Mankato. Yeah, we learn uh, we learn about it in this scene that he's going to Mankato, or maybe I missed it. I don't know. No, I don't recall there being a mention of it. Now, no. did you? Where did you watch this? Like, um, what? yeah, like where did did I supply a copy or? I don't oh remember. no, I I own all the seasons on Amazon. I bought them yeah. like years ago. Because this yeah. has a weird edit in it later, and I okay. think it's just in my copy. And I just didn't know. Maybe I missed something. I just didn't know. Um, I don't. I don't really remember. I, I'll point out where the weird edit is. But okay, it's just I feel like I'm maybe I missed something. But if you did, if you missed it as well, I think it's not there. Okay. Do you have the discs? Is that how you watch it? You know, I bought them all like um, why am I Amazon Prime? But I mean, I also bought them all like digitally. Okay. But they're such large files, so I don't feel like constantly doing that. So I found a copy of every single one in like a regular definition and I just grabbed all the seasons that way. Um, And that's basically the ones I use there. Um, They kind of easy. If somebody needs an episode or something, they're small downloads and that's why I kind of use them, but maybe I'll start using the higher quality ones. Probably a better sound as well. This sound, the sound I have here is awful. Oh, see, this one is nice. I know that um, watching them on TV, some of the episodes are just horrible. Mm-hmm. But I don't have that watching it through the Amazon mm-hmm. um, um, episodes. Mm. Okay. I mean, the ones on Amazon are okay and everything. But um, when I bought them, I forget the serve Voodoo, I think it is. They're really good. Like, they're much better than even what um, Amazon Prime is offering. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they have that sell every once in a while. It's like twenty or thirty dollars for the entire collection. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad at all. So we have um Andy and Alice talking a bit about kind of where things are going. And uh here we go. You sure you won't mind being alone tonight, Ma? Of course I'm mine. But you want to see as much of your father as you can if he's leaving on Friday. Maybe he'll decide to stay as soon as he sees how nice that old cabin's going to look. I wish we had a timeline here. Like, is this like three days later? Yeah, stuff is missing, too. I, I didn't understand this either. It's like now he's living in, in an a shack. Outer yeah, it's like, where did this one come from? How come they didn't have the corn in here? And why did they have the corn with the animals? Well, I think that I, I want to say that that little thing is elsewhere. I, that might be on the Ingalls farm. Isn't that where Grandpa oh. stayed? I I I don't know. I just thought maybe it was like an outer building on their property. No, I think it's um. It's, why else would he? Why would he be packing up like that? He could just run back to the house otherwise. That's true. I don't know. Who knows what goes to that <laughs> that guy's head? Yeah, there's a lot know. of weirdness going on here. <laughs> but maybe he will. You really want him to stay, don't you? Yeah. What I want don't seem to make much difference. Now you go on. Now you go on. Don't get. Right. So we get to the shack, and Andy's really just being a trooper. He's cleaning it and being so nice. And I think that Andy... And it's proven later. I think Andy has a little bit more of a connection with the dad versus the mom, at least in this episode. And it's very apparent, which Uh I thought was kind of weird. I thought that was, um, 
That might have been a Michael Landon type of choice. But here we go. Andy's upset and um, talking to his dad. It's for when you come back. He's um, saying, why are you cleaning it so much? And Andy's saying, I want it to be great. I want it so when you come back. Andy, uh, goodbye. Oh, I'm afraid I'm never going to see you again. Well, that ain't true. I, I'll be coming to see you. As soon as I get settled by, you'll be coming to stay with me for nice long spells. You mean that? I can't? Of course I do. Promise? Now, what's he going to do? He's going to double promise. Oh, yeah. Double promise. Double promise. promise. What are you, 11? (laughs) (laughs) I double promise. I double promise. So the whole thing is heartbreaking. I mean, my parents were divorced. They're dead now. Um, (laughs) I guess they're still divorced, right? Um, But they... You know, I, you go through this kind of stuff as a kid, and it's it's very sad and everything. And um, I, I wonder what Michael Landon was going through. I know he had a lot of marital issues, so I wonder if this is in line with anything he might have been going through. Yeah, it might be. A lot of his episodes kind of reflect of what's going on in his life at the time. So you might be right. Because it's, you know, all right, sure, it was the money that, you know, really tore them apart, the lack of money. But... It was only one person's decision to do that. Exactly. Um, so we have Caroline kind of counseling Alice. And Caroline is really bold in a certain statement where, I, I don't know what you thought of this, but um, where Caroline actually asks, "Do you, does he love you? And it's just such a, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're very... Good friends. I mean, good friends can ask these kind of questions, but that's the kind of question to ask somebody to, that ends a friendship sometimes. Kind of crazy, I think. Do you think he loves you? I know he does. It seems such a waste. I know it is, Carolyn, but what can anybody do? Something. What? I don't know. Good answer. Yeah. You'd want. <laughs> well, there's a solution. Nice talk, Carolyn. Thanks for coming over. <laughs> a nice tea. Yeah. Jenna. Well, so I, I think that she, she asks her that, meaning it's okay. okay so he does love you. Then you got to fight harder for this. You just, yeah. you just can't let him go. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and he's, and she's right. It's just, she really is accepting that. All right. Well, if this is your choice, this is your choice. And Jonathan's just like, I'm a loser. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And to come back when you. Oh, of course. Told him that. No, of course not. He knows how I feel. Well, you'd be more sure of that if you told him. Oh, honestly, Carolyn, I don't understand you. I mean, how could you even think I could do such a thing? When you love somebody, it's worth putting your pride behind you. It's more than pride. Is it? Yes. I never did a single thing to break up this marriage. It was Jonathan's doing from the start. Hold on. Wait a second. Because she has a past. 
that I don't think we know about yet, right? Um, ooh, good question. <laughs> so she's. I don't. I don't think we do. I think that is later on. <laughs> she's very yeah. high and mighty for you know, very clear conscience. And when he walked out, that was his doing too. You're right, and he's wrong. Yes. Though being right is enough for you, sure paying a high price for it. So is Andrew. <laughs> they look at each other. Yeah. All they can do is kill him now. Yep, yeah, start plotting. Yeah, so we have... Alice confronting Jonathan, which is kind of funny, not funny, but they, they want to kind of, um, Charles is going to Mankato. Jonathan's going to go along for the ride. And Charles is there. He's like, just in the middle of this, like he's, all of this stuff is happening in front of people. They don't seem to just sit down and talk privately about anything. No, you're right about that. <laughs> they, they, they want to make everybody else feel awkward. Yeah. It's just so funny. Let's see. Oh, here we go. So Alice comes up and she's saying, Charles, I'm sorry I'm delaying you leaving. And what does Charles say in this very awkward situation? I don't mean to be holding you up, but I... No, no, it's all right. We're not in any rush. Not in any rush. We're not in any rush. (laughs) Jonathan wants to be five miles. What else do you say, though? (laughs) say, all right, uh, you have a minute. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> and then Charles just kind of turns away. <laughs> yeah, we got to get going. Can I got to speak to you. Now? It's like weakling. I can't say anything. Private. <laughs> I don't see why. We've said everything there is to say. This is where maybe a song would be good. Like if it turned into a musical. That's another thing. A Little House in a Prairie musical episode. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> right? I, I think he, he left a lot of stuff on the table, I think. Yeah. I'm not going to beg you, Jonathan. Woman, you think this is easy for me? Well, just leave it be. Well, uh, I'm going to say what I came to say, and if it has to be in front of Charles, so be it. Charles can't say, like, you know what? I'm just going to walk behind that tree over there. <laughs> I'll be right. right back. You just yell to me when you're ready. I can't hear you. <laughs> but no, Charles is st- just sitting there right now eating, like, candy. Yeah. <laughs> eating popcorn. Counting all the times he calls Alice woman. Oh, my God. It drove me nuts. He calls her woman four different times in this episode. I counted. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm sorry. Woman. I, I just picture Charles like having like um, a lunch that Caroline made, just like eating oh, yeah, it. A chi- yeah, a chicken leg. Like just watching <laughs> them like TV, like and eating. <laughs> Do make a fun chicken leg. <laughs> you want some? No, that's all right, Charles. Jonathan Garvey, I'm your wife, and I love you. Doesn't that count for anything? Of course it does, but I... Don't you love me at all? Alice. <laughs> I, was, I just picture you going, mm-hmm, in the background. <laughs> I, I want to edit in uh, Charles' eating sounds. 
<laughs> do you? No, I do. Then why are you doing this? I want you to come home with me and Andrew. Tell the truth. Don't you want that, too? More than anything, I guess. Why are you leaving? Well, I, I guess if... Spit it out! You're willing to give up that job. I didn't say anything about giving up my job. See, this is the dumbest thing of all time. So, his only... Only bit of income he wants to just destroy, right? He, they have nothing. And Alice was handed this job that is probably not going to take too much time. And it's just, it's it's insane to me, the way some people think. I don't know. Yeah, he just has too much pride, which. I mean, even Caroline sells eggs, you know. it's Exactly. And then she went to work in Nellie's. Then they named yeah. the place after her. You know, yeah. It, you know what? I, I think that took a lot of for Charles to let her do as well. I think he had too much pride at first because there was another huge yeah. issue. I don't remember what it was now, but. Well, they weren't going to divorce over it, though. No. Actually, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, who are there any other? I know the um, Olsons went through um, a marriage trouble, um, but I don't. I mean, I know that there was that period of time where all the women got together and they were like, the men can cook their own meals, but there was never any yeah, type were, of Yeah, there divorce. was like a women's movement episode. Yeah. Yeah, but there was never any like, I'm going to leave your mother type of situation. Mm-hmm. I think only the Garveys and um, the Olsons. Right? I think so. That's That I can think of, yeah. Although we did have um, Charles and Caroline both have wandering eyes. No, oh, they sure do. That's right. <laughs> Caroline did too. What was yeah. her? With Gil Gerard. With the. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yep, I do. That's when Mary was the loudmouth. Mm hmm. So, so <laughs> you tell me. You tell me. All right. I, I, Jonathan, I, we're a family. We need that job. Not by my rules, we don't. Your rules? Is that why you're willing to break up the family because of your rules? Man who don't have a say in his own house, any of the man. Now, you you give up that job and I'll be coming home. What a terrible ultimatum. Can't you understand? It's your choice. So, of course, she's not going to, you know, she's like, she probably wants to work. Like it's, you know, it's, yeah. she wants to be able to provide when, you know, in this type of situations and she can. So it's silly. It's too prideful. People are nuts. And there are people who are like this still, you know, and oh. it's kind of, it's kind of lousy. I think um, we get to yeah, Mankato. We get to Mankato and um, Charles is negotiating a little bit with the uh, shop buyer who seems to be hell-bent on, on um, each and every kernel of corn. I think I'm asking a pretty fair price, Silas. Well, maybe it is, and maybe it ain't. 
Leastwise, we won't know that until we count them. Count them? You mean you want to count the whole load? Every single ear, Mr. Angles. Good old Silas. Jonathan, looks like I'm gonna be here for a while. You probably want to get yourself settled, huh? I ain't no hurry. Uh, I do want to say goodbye to you before you head back, though. Listen, I, I'm kind of thirsty. I, I think I'll go down to the saloon. Why don't you come down when you finish up? All right, I'll see you then. Saloon? Right, he has no money, yet he's gonna go have some liquor at the saloon. <laughs> well, there's always time for that. Right. There is, yeah. You could always find a couple of nickels for some liquor. <laughs> for, <laughs> for some whiskey liquor. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, the whole thing is just very strange. So he's in there and he's gambling. And we, I think we've learned that Jonathan has um, an addictive personality, I would, I would say. With, yeah, yeah. He has a whole history. He's yes. a very weird history of fighting, gambling, drinking. And, jealousy. Uh, jealousy, yeah. Um, sensitive. <laughs> too sensitive. <laughs> a burlesque past. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. We're in the bar. He's he's playing some CODs. Um, I think they're playing poker. Do you know how to play poker? I do. Oh, you do? Do you play yeah. well or do you like, do you get yeah. into it? Like back in the day, we used to have tournaments at our house. We would play um uh, Texas Hold'em. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. I, I won some pretty good pots. I've won maybe three or $400. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. I haven't played in years, but oh, I love it. I, I'm a good bluffer <laughs> because people think that I probably suck at playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I never learned the game. Um, so if I go to Vegas or whatever, um, at most I'll play blackjack. That's the only thing that we'll do if we're like, um, yeah, but we, you can gamble here in Colorado, mm-hmm. a couple of towns and we'll go up and we'll do blackjack, but I won't play anything more than that. Yeah. Or, um, do you play the slots? <laughs> the, yeah. Like the penny slots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever the lowest Wait. denomination is, that's what I'm playing. I'm just doing it for fun. Exactly. I know I'm not going to make any money off of it. It's well, just a fun thing to do. You know, um, we went to um, Foxwoods in Connecticut because here in New York, everything is illegal. Um, so in Connecticut, though, they have a like Indian reservation casino and it's really amazing. We went there for a weekend and it was a lot of fun, but people really get a little too involved in gambling. <laughs> It gets, mm-hmm. it's a little just too intense. Um, I don't know if it's for me and especially, um, in Vegas, right? So I mean, oh, yeah, they take it really seriously there. I mean, they're, they're, they're in it for, for the money for sure. Yeah. Like if you go to Vegas, nobody's serious about anything anywhere unless it's in the casino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right. <laughs> yeah. And I don't trust the place where it has ATMs that only dispense hundreds. <laughs> I just don't trust a place like that. <laughs> And on top of it, charging like seven bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. I should buy a casino. That's where the real money is. <laughs> Just in the ATMs. So, all right. So uh, we're in the saloon, probably drinking up some whiskey, some shine. And uh, here we go. Well, I'll limit my bet to what uh, Mr. Garvey has in front of him. $4. That's a hundred bucks, right? 
Uh, about yeah yeah i would say it would be yeah a dollar a dollar is equal to about 25 dollars so he 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 has four dollars to blow on this but uh, i just it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me (laughs) i think you're bluffing mr sloan So what do you do when, when when everything's kind of hit the fan? You flip the table. Ah, the <laughs> Maybe fan. all of you. Fight! Fight! Hurry up! Get in here! It's a good one! <laughs> fight! It's like fifth grade. <laughs> fight! Fight! And of course, Charles just happens to be moseying on along. Oh yeah, he's right there. Yeah, and he gets into the fight and he pulls him out. Yeah, it, it's it's a crazy. Um, we see Jonathan really kind of declining very quickly. Yeah. Um. So, what do we have? Um, we have the head. You know, he dunks his head. Not really sure why he was he- dunking his head. Maybe he was drunk. That's usually something you would do to show that somebody or, to sober or them to up. Calm down. Yeah. Sometimes you just do it just to calm down. Like a hot head. Yeah. Um. So Charles is just seeing his friend like kind of spiral out of control very quickly. And it's just, it's very sad. So, but back on the Garvey farm where it looks like they are eating legitimately cucumbers with salt and pepper and glasses of water. They're eating something that just does not look very appetizing. They are. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's not lettuce. I can't see what that is. Maybe. Mush. <laughs> yeah. The green beans or something in water. Yeah. It's gruel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They's yeah. broke. Yeah. They, um, they went down really fast. Uh, maybe she should trade the hat in for a year's worth of food. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're, they're eating their food. If you're done, you best get to your chores. It was going to be another fire. (laughs) (laughs) So Alice is clearly happy. She goes running. And I, this is what I don't like. I think Jonathan really went broke and returned home. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I'm sure Charles made him come back home. Cause like you said, he was spiraling pretty hard. He didn't want to leave his friend there when, He's kind of out of control. So he returns home, and um, I don't know. He he's not that nice. And he jumps right into him with his legs wrapped around him. It's just kind of strange. And the first thing he says is, "Come in any second." This ain't exactly what it looks like. <laughs> it's just weird. The way he's holding Andy is like a baby. 
Yeah, that is pretty <laughs> awkward. It's, <very> yeah. <laughs> it's not what it looks like. All right, pervert. Yeah. <laughs> Ends off the kid. <laughs> Jonathan? I ain't changed my mind. I, I, I just couldn't leave you with all that work undone. I, I come back to clear the upper field. I got chores to do. And Andy's fully let down. Well, physically let down, but also emotionally let down. Right. I just don't know what this guy's MO is. I just don't really... No. You just don't with him. So we have a little bit of an attack. Alice is getting a little pissed off about this, um, you know, what he's kind of doing to Andy. Just how much do you plan to put that child through? Alice, I, I... Jonathan, whatever your reason is for coming back, you've got the right. This is your house and your land every bit as much as it is mine. But I want you to know... Well, legally, I think it's his, right? At the uh, time. Yeah, in those, in those days, absolutely. Yeah. 100% his. I mean, they're amicable, but I mean, you know, legal. That once that judge gets here, it's all over between us. For all time to come. Well, go cry about it. So... She's she's just pissed off. I mean, I would say anybody would be pissed off because it's you're breaking up a marriage that clearly is not as damaged as yes, you know, people believe. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. People people have divorces over real things, and this is over a lack of money. You know, it's kind of insane. and his woman wanting to help provide. Yeah, exactly. It's like how dare you? Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I was looking up the. Um, statistics of uh, divorce in the country. Ooh, I've got that. Too. Oh, do you really? All right. Yeah. Tell me what you found. I have, I have a brief history of divorce that we'll discuss here in a little bit. I'm glad because I couldn't find, do you want to wait for the Laura breakdown or? Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> All yeah. right. Okay. So here yeah. we go. We have Laura talking to um, Andy. I keep forgetting his name, but you know, it's weird with my son's friends. Um, there are of course some Kids that have are in divorced families, but there's really not that many. I kind of statistically expect more. Mm-hmm. Um, how well, is yeah, it with you? You, know, you always hear that there's it's fifty percent when it's it's really not. It's not half. And do you do you see the same or do you avoid uh, them? It's about average. Um, so actually, me and my husband we're divorced. Oh, I didn't you, know that. Yeah, no, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, we we were together seven years, we were married seven years, and we've been divorced for like eight or nine, but even through our divorce, we were we still remained friends. Yeah, you don't speak so, like a div- somebody who's divorced. No, 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 we lived together. No, we're, we, we, we became, we were back together maybe a year after our divorce was final. Mm-hmm. And oh. so we were fortunate that way that our kids really don't remember us ever being apart. Right, right. Yeah. So I just call my husband, but he's not, but he used to be. So it's just easier than explaining all of that. <laughs> yes, I fully understand. <laughs> I mean, you, you, don't, you probably don't know a lot of people who live with their ex Believe it or not, I, I know people who are in very strange scenarios that would, you know, that are just strange, far more odd than that. But, um, you know, from what I understand, and I actually do know somebody who um, – did that for a very long time. And only recently did um, the husband move out um, just because 
of a relocation type situation, but they were such good friends that they stayed together for their kids, you know, physically. Cause I just think it makes, well, financially, I'm sure it makes sense. And you know, for the kids, you know, it's just yeah. easier. But yeah, I, I think if, um, I think that's probably the most sensible way to do it as a, you know, as long as you can get like along. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We always remained friends throughout the divorce and then, um, just saw, saw our, our, our errors of reasoning and mm-hmm. yeah, just got back together, but never remarried though. That's something that'll never happen, but yeah, my... it's fine. It's, it's piece of paper. We've already got our kids. I still have the same last name, so nothing would change, but <laughs> legal. So. Um, you know, my parents were divorced when I was two, so I, I feel very responsible for that. <laughs> I take it personal yeah. and, um, <laughs> no, I don't really, but, um, and, you know, so, you know, my whole life, my parents are divorced, you know, and actually a lot of my friends' parents were divorced. So. It, so that was the normal for you then, because you didn't know anything different. Right. But when I moved out, so I moved out about when I was 21, right? And my parents got back together. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. So it was your fault. <laughs> it it might have been. I mean, it took a couple of years for the kid to move out and I'll move back in. By the time I was 25 or 26, I remember my parents were back together and I'm like, the hell is this all about? Because my mother, she, um, when I was growing up, we had this big house and then we were like, all right, we need a smaller house. So, because I'm the youngest of five kids. So, and the age differences vary wildly. So it was really just, you know. I, I was kind of raised as an only child in a lot of ways. So it we didn't need all this space. So we lived in a normal house. And then that, and it was still a pretty big house. So when I moved out, my mother was just like, well, what am I, you know, what do I need this big house for? It's kind of ridiculous. So she sold that house and she decided to downgrade and get some co-op or condo or something. And I think my father was doing something at the same time. My father always dealt with different properties, but he always liked, he was always kind of on the move. It's kind of weird. And so they bought a place together. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And then it was like, you know, they were just together. It was the weirdest thing ever, but they're not around anymore. But the, the whole thing is just bananas. And I just think sometimes there are ups and downs in marriages, but I think having a friendship, I think it was the friendship that really made them, work it out over the course of 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> and to work it. It took them a, a quarter century, but it, they finally got back <laughs> they together. They finally worked it out. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's not too, you know, creepy and weird for me to have to go through, right? Um, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. But anyway, um, so yeah, divorce is one of these kind of things. It was also a lot more, I'm going to say it was more spoken about in the 70s than it is now. I think, at least in my circles, people don't really talk about it. And, and like, it seems like people don't really want to prevent it either. You know, my sister-in-law is going through a divorce right now. And, um, it, you know, there's, there is divorce everywhere, I guess. I guess it's maybe it just never faltered in popularity. Right. But all right. So here's Laura and Andy talking about the situation and, I guess maybe struggling to figure out why this is happening. You falling asleep? No. What you doing? I don't know. 
can, I guess. I was just thinking I could open my eyes and everything that happened would just be a dream. Ma and Pa be back together again. And why did all this happen anyways? I don't know, Andy. Nobody knows. Even my Ma and Pa don't know. One day everything's good and loving, and then all of a sudden it's all over. And nobody knows why. So the thing that's interesting is they didn't go and try to spin it and make him blame himself. Is that what? Yeah, you, in yeah. which, in which cases, that's what it usually is, especially on TV movies. Especially in Little House, right? It's like, well, I'm gonna run away now, and oh yeah, 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 you're right about next that. Next thing you know, they're chasing him on a train, you know, in the middle of. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was an episode, right? So having a little bit extra money in the Ingalls house, um, by the way, I don't know where all the kids are in this episode there. I don't recall. Is it grace in this and is Carrie in this? No, none of them are. Uh, just Laura. That's yeah, it. Where and, are they? And, and Mary's not blind yet. Mary doesn't go blind till the end of the season. So she's still living there. Yeah, but there, nobody's there. Just, just Laura. In this next scene, Charles is being fitted by Caroline a shirt, and it's only Laura there doing homework. I, I just think it's so strange. Like, it's a, it's a bare-bones cast for this one. Um, but um, having it's a little bit of extra... Right before, I was going to say, they, they might have... Was it right before Christmas that they filmed this? Oh, when it aired. I'm not sure when they filmed it. It's right it's before like Thanksgiving. Was, that's true. I don't know. I, I think that this would be the kind of episode that you'd want to have a lot more kids in. Who knows? But the bottom line is they have a little bit of extra money. So Charles is getting a new shirt. And as he puts it, it's a little sissy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a word that I I don't recall ever naturally using. But no, I'm I don't think I ever have either. I also don't not, know. Not, not, it, not terms anyway. Yeah. Like I, I don't think um, it would make it to television now. It's the trouble with having a little extra money. I end up spending the whole night standing here like a statue while you fit me with new clothes I don't need in the first place. Hush now. If I left this up to you, you'd go to church in your long johns. Mm. Be worth it. Just see the look on Mrs. Olson's face. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I believe you'd do it. Finish. Now, Long John's, I looked up. Oh, goody. Uh, did you happen to do that? or? Um, no, oh, I did not. Well, I can't get a straight answer on Long John's. They're either named after a boxer from the um, late 19th century, John L. Sullivan, who used to wear them while boxing, but they... That's what they're called, but they've existed since, I think, the 17th century. Um, and they weren't really popularized until after this, like in like the 1890s. I, I could not get a straight answer as to the history of why we call them long johns. All right. And what are they? Just like the undergarment, underpants? It's like right? flannel underwear that you wear underneath your clothes. Okay, which I remember as a kid, like when we would go camping when it was cold outside, yes. or when we would go skiing, we would wear like. Then they feel weird; they're like bumpy. 
Yeah, they have that. Um, I call it a flannel material, but it's not really flannel. Yeah, but yeah. It's like underoos. Underoos are essentially long johns. All right. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of the underoos um, movement of the 1970s. <laughs> I do. Rem- I do remember that of the yeah of the 70s, 80s. I think we had a Wonder Woman pair. <laughs> there you go. So did I. <laughs> Be awesome. Okay. So here they're doing regular, I guess, um, parental parental bickering. Not not fighting, but thank you, my dear. Oh, that's beautiful. Glad to see you got some material for a new dress for yourself. Happens to be for another shirt for you. For me? Yes, it's a very good piece of goods. Well, not for me, it isn't. You're not going to catch me walking around with that on. <laughs> Lens sakes, why not? Oh, come on, Carolyn. I mean, that, that's pretty sissy-looking material. There. It is not. So Laura clearly is starting to see that they're having this little bicker. And have you ever had this with your with your kids where you get into, like, a little bit of an argument and they think that you're fighting when it's just not a fight? Like, it's just you're bickering. <laughs> Yeah, you're just bickering, you know, just silly little discussion. My son will go, you guys fight all the time. And it's like, what are you oh, talking about? <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> like, and then I like to remind him that we only really get into arguments when he's around. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I like to rub that in, you know, as like an extra little uh, addition to the argument. Yeah, it's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it is too. I'm not going to wear that. Well, just shows what I get for trying to find something really nice for you. Stop it! What in the world? What's your problem? What's the matter? I don't want you fighting. Baby, we weren't fighting. You were. Darling, we were just having a disagreement. No, you weren't. You were fighting just like Mr. and Mrs. Garvey. And now they're getting divorced and won't even talk to each other. Oh, Laura... They're uneducated. <laughs> no, you don't think you're mine. I, would... I can't help it. It just it sounded like... Well, look, you have disagreements with your sisters, don't you? Huh? And, and sometimes when you have those disagreements, you end up getting your own way, don't you? Well, it's just the same with Ma and me, that's all. I mean, if your ma kept it up long enough, I'd end up giving in. As a matter of fact, to prove my point, I will give in. Carolyn, you go ahead and you make the new shirt. Oh, Charles. But I'm not going to wear it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that laugh, if you can just listen to it, is the beginning of the weird laughs in this it episode. It is. It's like, it's like a fake <laughs> laugh. Like, it's so, yeah... They're trying so hard. I hate the fake laugh. Yeah, like it's. Um, although I did think that the comedy act that's coming is was kind of humorous. It wasn't that funny. It 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 is, but it just lingers. Yeah. Um. So back at the Garvey farm, we have there's a little bit of um, a discussion of what's women's work and men's work. Men's work. Post office. I only work half a day Wednesdays. Well, that's that's good. It gives you a chance to catch up on a woman's work. 
what a terrible, like, it's just. I know. I just want to punch him. You know, you can put that on anything. It's like, that's white people work. <laughs> that's black people work. That's, exactly. That's, you know, uh, that's kids work. That's little girls work. It's, you cannot say that about anything and make it sound good. Yeah, yeah. You can't spin it to make it positive. Though. Right. That's Asian work. <laughs> it's, it gets worse and worse every time. It does. And every time you say it, I keep I, I keep picturing what that would look like. And people getting triggered. You know, it's like. Yes. <laughs> no, not the triggers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... Must be kind of hard uh, working all day and having to come home and do this. It was never easy. Didn't say it was. You didn't have to. Didn't have to what? Never mind. Upper field will be cleared pretty quick. That's nice. Gonna make this property worth a lot more. I'm sure it will. Who's gonna work the farm? Like I, I don't understand the whole thing about this. Like it doesn't make sense to me, really. I don't know. I also think Jonathan and Alice are flirting a little bit here. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it's I think it's going somewhere. Hard work though, dragging them stumps around. I'm sure it is. Man's work, real man's work. Then he ruins it. Yeah. Glad there's something. It's like as soon as he goes, it's man's work. Open your mouth, yeah. I can do that. You can't. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure it is. This is like. Probably the nastiest comment that any guy can make. Or anyone can make. It's just terrible. Man's work. Real man's work. Glad there's something I can do that you can't. (laughs) If I was... What? I was going to say, see another example of where I said, oh, why are you such an ass? Right. It's like, just shut up. Clear in the field. I'll get to them where they're flirting. (laughs) <laughs> and she goes and looks at these, like, 700-pound stumps that he supposedly carried. <laughs> Amazing how much you cleared in so short a time. Yeah. Gonna be a fine piece of farmland. As soon as I uh, start working, I'm gonna send you some money and you can replace them horses I sold. Jonathan, you're leaving everything behind. There's no need to send money besides. No, it's it's right and proper. Whatever you say. Been making good time. I got a couple more of them scrub trees and, and I'll be through. Maybe even today. Good. Then you can get your ass out of here. <laughs> so you can go on with my life. Get yeah, out of here, right. Jonathan. This is a weird way. This is a weird um, thing that I would think that they're flirting here. <laughs> but they, that's my note. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I, I, my note was uh, he kind of had his tail between his legs, uh, yeah. like he, like he, he knows he screwed up and he wants to apologize, but his damn pride will, is not letting him. So he's kind of opening the door to maybe let her. It's like, well, just come on back home and make yeah. everything right. Yeah, he's um he made a stupid choice and his pride of course is getting in the way of all of this. Uh yeah. we we've made it back to the crazy harmonica guy. Yay, the harmonica <laughs> guy. 
know in Pee Wee's Big Adventure they have the guy um, with the no teeth like that is on the box carts with Pee Wee? You remember this guy? It's like an old guy who I, shows I up remember. in every eighties. Oh thing. yes, yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. I got gotcha. you. I, I just wish it was that guy doing it. The hobo guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have Charles and Caroline sitting in as the witnesses. <laughs> we have the Garveys. Uh, they're waiting for the court for Judge Tigger to show. Um, I don't know what to think about Judge Tigger. He doesn't seem to. He just brings a bit of grumpiness to the table. Yeah, yeah, he's a little irritated. And shouldn't he take off his hat in a court of law, in all seriousness? He's, he wears his hat the whole time. Maybe. Yeah. Yep, yeah, you're right. This guy, though. <laughs> Who are the garbage? We are, Your Honor. And we've seen this guy in Little House before. We have seen yeah. him six different episodes. Really? Six times? There's six different, yeah. Oh, wow. I can think of maybe one or two. Yeah, so, yeah, I have them written down. There was oh, really? A, Which one? There was a little, uh, okay, let's see. So, he has been in an episode called To Run and Hide, which I don't even know what episode that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. I'm looking up. Yeah. To Run and Hide. And all of it, uh, so, I have this little article. It says what episode he's been in and what he played. So, this one, he gives Dr. Baker a bag of apples as payment for treatment. That's all it says. Yeah, so I think that he, I remember. He's like he's like in one, you know, few second clips, and then he's in another one called "Someone Loves Me." Hmm. Yeah, but there's there's small see. roles, right? No, the the role that you might remember would be he's in the episode for the love of Blanche was the 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 ones when Mister Edwards has the monkey. Oh, okay. But yeah, that, that, that that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. To run. I, I, oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, you're good. You're good. The to run and hide is the episode where Doc Baker buys a farm and completely, um, you know, ruins everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Baker. That's a. I I kind of remember that one being a funny one. Now that actually aired. You know, just side note: to run and hide aired on Halloween. <laughs> They choose the weirdest episodes to have for beginning of Thanksgiving and Halloween and Valentine's Day. Sylvia, for instance. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm wondering, okay, so I know like these days um, they they gear an episode just to film specifically for how like Roseanne, for instance, she's always Halloween. And there's always a Thanksgiving episode, Christmas episode. But in the 70s, did they do that for TV shows? Like, I, I think that... Because even like Brady Bunch, I don't remember them having like... I, okay, I take that back. I Thanksgiving. Do remember what, I do remember the Thanksgiving Christmas episode. But do they do that normal on, on shows? It just seems so yeah. logical to me to do it. And it just... It's an audience catch. You would think it would be. I mean, if you know... I mean, especially back then, when your show is going to be on, mm-hmm. why not have something that's themed? Yeah. Or, I don't know. It seems kind of strange. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sylvia on the Valentine's Day episode. Well, during Valentine's Day. It started before I... and it ended after. It ruined Thanksgiving for many people. I mean, um, Valentine's Day and Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still sickened, yeah. <laughs> Five months later, I still don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. We um, we're in the court. I am Judge Pigger. You are the witnesses. Yes, sir. Name? Ingles. One L or two? Two. They're really, they're really kind of fluffing up this episode. Charles and Carolyn. And who might this be? Our son, Andrew. Son. Andrew. Now then, I will assume that, as usual, there are questions of property and other financial matters which are not yet settled between you. I will state categorically that unless they are settled here and now in my presence and to the satisfaction of all parties, you will need to engage separate attorneys and go fight it out in Minneapolis. Is that clear? Sure. So was divorce still this complicated even back then, or was it as complicated as you wanted to make it? I don't know. So do you want me to read you my little... Okay, let me find it here. Uh, I have it on my phone here. Because I always wonder, like, you can either have a simple divorce and everything seems to, you know, it's like people who advertise, like, get a divorce in 20 days type of thing. Um, and and that, then that's what we did. And we, then it's ongoing. I don't, years it'll go, you know? Yeah, our, ours was quick and simple. We had, like, a, we didn't have any lawyers or anything. Just went up to a judge and said, yep, this is how it is. And right. Yeah. So anyway, here is the brief history of divorce. Because I, I was curious because I didn't know. Divorce just sounds weird in the 1800s. It just seems like you married a person, you deal with them for the rest of your life until you die at age 42. You're done. It just so I, I looked it up and uh, the article that I read. So a brief history in divorce. The 1857 Matrimonial Cause Act allowed ordinary people to divorce. Before then, divorce was largely open only to men and had to be granted by the Act of Parliament, which was hugely expensive and therefore was open to only the rich. Under the new law, women divorcing on the grounds of adultery not only had to prove their husbands had been unfaithful, but also had to prove additional faults, which included cruelty, rape, and incest. So with the women when a divorce, they had to fight a lot harder. Good. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, yeah, women were just not considered equals. It's great. Like, I mean, even it wouldn't be for another, if we're looking at the period of time we're here, it wouldn't be for another close to 35 years until women get the right to vote. Exactly. To yeah. vote. <laughs> like it's, I know. I thought that just does not make any sense to me. You can own your own business and property. I don't, actually, I don't. Yeah, you can own your own property before you can vote. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's insane yeah. to me. Well, yeah. So you, you said that you had some statistics on divorce. Yeah. I have, um, let's see. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of like talking about where people get divorced the most. And the le- the least, um, Arkansas. Believe it or not, it's um, for every for every thousand people, it's um, seventeen point one four are divorced. So what is that? One point seven percent of Arkansas um, mm-hmm. are divorced people. 
every year. You know, like there are that many divorces. It's a lot of people. Um, that is a lot. And that's, that, that was the highest, right? Because the national average like of last year was only 3.2 per 1,000 people. Yeah, that is the highest one. Um, Colorado is on here at um, 1.35. Uh, it, you know, it, the way they put it, I'm kind of guesstimating the percentage because they should be giving us a statistic based on 100 married individuals, but it's 1,000. So, I saw that in several different places. I was like, oh, okay, that's how we're doing it. All right. Yeah, I think when you break it down to percentages, it doesn't. It's not as grabby of a headline. So, right. Um, but so, go ahead. Oh no, no, it, it's just basically. Um, so, out of a thousand people, um, mm-hmm. seventeen people get divorced in Arkansas, which doesn't sound terrible. But you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people are divorced every year. I mean, are married and divorced every year. Um, right. And New York is one of the lowest, which I'm amazed by. Um, it's at 9.1, so it's, I guess, 0.09. Okay. Um, which, or 0.9. Well, I, I don't know. Zero, zero point, yeah, yeah, 0. 0.9. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, um, all right. But that's surprising to me because I just know so many people in New York who are divorced. Um, but, you know, the, the average you said is about 3%. Yeah, well, per 1,000. So in this episode, which was, what, 1877, being it was aired in 1977, um, the annual divorce rate was 0.3, or excuse me, not percentage, they're messing me up on that, was 0.3 per 1,000. So it was estimated 17,000 people per year were divorced. It's kind of a lot still. 17,000, and now it is 2.4 million people here. Got to keep those attorneys. Um... Isn't that crazy? That, that, that blew me away. I had to look at two different places for that one, and it, and it was roughly the same number. Mm. I just didn't realize it was, that's a lot. That's all we're doing is divorcing. Yeah, that's why they can afford to take out ads, I guess. Um, right, and that's, just, that's in the United States alone. That's, that wasn't universal. That was just United States. Yeah, and I don't know what the laws are in the LGBTQ world, but I'm I'm wondering if the divorce laws are the same for um, gay couples. I hope they are. They should well, be. It would be. I mean, I, I don't know why it wouldn't be. It'd probably, I'm sure it's exactly the same. Oh, I know why it wouldn't be. Well. <laughs> I, it wouldn't be because it wouldn't be fair because of... Um, because it's new or something. Or they didn't know what they were getting into. Right. It's uncharted waters. That's the word. There we go. Um, so anyway, you know, it, it's, you know, divorce is one of these things. It's a part of our American culture, apparently. It is. You know, but um, all right. So I'm not going to play this whole thing. because It does go on for a very long time. But I do like the comedy act that they start kind of getting into. Yeah, it is silly, and we needed a release from all the drama in this episode. And usually, there's always a side. Usually, there's always a second story. In this episode, there wasn't a second story. And usually, the second story is more of like the comedic release yeah. or release. But they didn't have it in this one. And maybe it was based so, on the harmonica guy or something. But that was it. We got the three-second <laughs> comedy release. So I guess we needed something at the end here, just to yeah. So here we go. This is, um, and Andy starts, um, kind of tearing up and it's all a little emotional because they're getting into another bickering moment and they're kind of 
they're doing what they should have done at home alone. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. kind of talk it up. You know, see, you know what? If at the end of the conversation you still want to do this, then you do it. But they just sound like petulant children here. Oh, it's because I'm a I'm a failure. I I'm useless. A man can't provide for his family. Ain't got no right to be a husband. I never said that. I never even hinted that I see you that way. Did too. When? Lots of times. When? You tell me I didn't hear those accusing things you said to me? No, I'm not. I believe you heard them. I just never said them. I think you block out my voice and put in a voice from your own head. Now that's really great. Now you're telling me I'm crazy. There, you see? By the way, Andy looks as though they told him, try to yawn. And then act like you're crying. <laughs> he makes the weirdest face. Oh, my goodness. And the tears. Yeah, the tears aren't real. I never said you're crazy. You just said I said you were crazy. I didn't. You did, too. Now get ready for the weirdest laugh, probably. Weirder than Laura's before. And I think if you look closely, you could see Laura standing in the back eating candy again. I'm okay. just kidding. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's popcorn. <laughs> yeah, this time it's popcorn. <laughs> Kettle corn. I said you said. I said that you never hear what I say. Well, I'm hearing you now. Then what did I say? You said I'm crazy. <laughs> Carolyn gives, gives him the elbow. It's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> Charles, I don't see nothing funny. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you better tell me why you're laughing. He <laughs> says. He says, he says and she says she says he, you didn't she didn't say you were crazy you said you were crazy well what did she say i don't know what she said <laughs> what did you say <laughs> this goes on for 45 minutes so. Yeah, it, no, literally, it, it goes on for two minutes and 49 seconds because I timed it. Oh, my God, really? Two minutes and 49 seconds of just laughing. And it's horrible, crazy. It's yeah. laugh. And Judge Tigger is not amused. Uh, this is not the happiest guy in the world, so. No, so <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> Mr. Garvey, I'm going to concur with the general consensus. Your wife did not tell you you're crazy. But I am. <laughs> I'm telling all of you, you're crazy. He storms out like, a, like he's insane or something. Um, so they're cracking up. I mean, I mean, it's all fixed in a matter of two minutes. Oh, yeah. Yep. So as they're going out, everything seems fine. They're back together, and Jonathan's going to go home. And, you know, all right, this is awesome. We, you know, you're a big man baby, you know. And sometimes, I think sometimes men do have this issue um, with with dealing with um, situations like this. Yeah. Yeah. Men are like big kids sometimes. And I, I'm certainly somebody who falls into that from time to time or all the time. <laughs> depending on who you're asking right <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i'm willing to at least accept it but um here, here's the last um little thing 
or um, an invite for dinner without asking her, without consulting with Alice. Um, let's invite people over for dinner. Uh, Charles, Charles, can we get you and your family to join us for dinner tonight? They just laugh because they killed Mary, they killed Gracie, and they killed um, the other one. And then they must have smoked like a bunch of weed or something. Why is everything so funny? I don't know. Maybe the relief of all of this? It's just nuts. I wish Charles was wearing the shirt. That's the only thing that... The shirt It would have matched kind of what Caroline was wearing. Uh, we're gonna eat high off the hog if I if I get my wife to spend some of her post office money. Yeah. I'll see you. We'll see you. He didn't get a laugh on that one, by the way. Like we, we said, I know. He's, now he's just trying too hard. Yeah, not, it's like yeah, it's time to walk away. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was the most amazing thing. What did you say? That was the most amazing thing. You didn't say that. You said yeah. I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, these two. (laughs) They're the best. They really are. This man. So um, that's it. um, That's the end of this strange episode. We learned nothing, really, except maybe to overlook your own pride. Yeah. Being such a man baby. The man, he is the ultimate man baby. See, I've never had a problem admitting I'm wrong. And um, that's something my wife has a big problem with. She'll never admit when she's wrong. And it's, that's, I think, where you can get into, like, a bit of a struggle like this, where it, where you let it go so far that it's now an argument. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. When it gets, yeah, when it gets to the point where you just stretched it out and now it's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's a shame. But you know what? That's That's how we grow as people, I guess. <laughs> whatever that means so uh, but Leah I want to thank you so much for getting together on this um, fine beautiful sunny New York day thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please consider supporting Wannit Grobecast by heading over to patreon.com slash Grobecast any support is appreciated 